Welcome to Unsilent with your hosts, Dave and Brian. This is not another current events podcast. We're digging deeper, diagnosing, and discussing what's really going on today, how we got here, and providing observations for future generations. Welcome to Unsilent. We're Brian and Dave. We sure hope you let us know where you think we got it right and where we completely missed the point which you can do by going to unsilentpodcast.com, Rumble, and a variety of other social channels. So let's get into it. Brian, what do you want to talk about today? Well, I thought you had a topic. You had a whole, you had a whole thing ready to go. Yeah, let's, let's see what I you do. got today. I do. I do. So here's the question. <clears throat> Is it possible, I mean, with, with all of the um, dysfunction in this country right now, have we really lost the American spirit and what is the American spirit? Have we lost it? And what is it? You know, so let me, let me start with this question right here. It's a question. Good thing, good thing you have follow because this was going to be the shortest podcast we ever did. I was going to say, yes, that'd be the <laughs> yes, end of it. We're done. Okay. <laughs> nice thing. You can follow us on rumble, leave some comments. Great. Oh. Um, here's a, here's a question that somebody else posed and we were just talking about this. So, well, you already knew the answer to this anyway. So now we are engaged in a great civil war testing, whether that nation or any other nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. And who was that, Brian? was Abraham Lincoln, of course. Abraham Lincoln, yeah, the, one of the greatest orators of all time. Some people don't like him because he suspended habeas corpus, but that's another episode altogether. So right. he was asking the question whether a nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the principles of freedom can long endure. That was an open question at the time of the Civil War. That was one of the great crisis eras. That was two great crisis eras prior to now. So the last yeah. one, of course, was World War II and the previous one where the the U.S. was in, in uh, an existential threat situation was the Civil War. And so in, in each of those situations, the question was, are we even going to survive this thing? Right. Which, so I think you know, open from, from his perspective, like we went through the big, the great cataclysm of becoming a nation, the Revolutionary War. Yes. And then, boom, 80 years later or so, they're in the they're in the throes of now the Civil War. Right. And we didn't have a history like you and I talk about the cycles that is happening every 80 yeah. to 100 years that we didn't have that history. We this was the first time. And they're like, we didn't even make it 100 years. The whole thing's going to fall apart. Yes, exactly. And, 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 you know, you and I had the benefit of hindsight to seeing, okay, well, we made through the Civil War and, and, you know, great things came from that. And then we, then we went through the Great Depression and World War II about 80 years later. And yep. some pretty good things came out of that. And then, uh, now we're, now we're due. And if you go backwards in time from the Revolutionary War, it, it goes backwards in time, you know, centuries, about every 80 to 100 years. So you and I have the benefit of perspective to see, that this is just the metronome that we operate within. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have that. I mean, they, they they're like, I mean, holy crap, we made it four score in seven years and the whole <laughs> thing's coming apart. And it's all, it's all falling apart around us. Well, and, and it was a real question in particular then because it was a, you know, there's been republics before. There was the Roman yeah. Republic. There was a variety of different republics uh, before, but there wasn't a nation that was so dedicated to these principles of individual liberty and, and individual sovereignty uh, that had really existed for any time, you know, any, any significant period of time in the past. So that was an open question. And now that it's a different question now, but I think a lot of folks are asking that question is that spirit that created 
that kind of country, that kind of, you know, we were thought of as an experiment as a, as a type of government. Can that, is that coming to an end now or does it exist now? Now we've been challenged on that a number of times. We've been challenged on that in 9-11. A lot of people thought, well, that was going to be potentially the, um, the end as we confront, you know, uh, terrorism around the world and, and on 9-11 here at home. So yeah. that it, it's come up again. And that was sort of the beginning of, of, uh, of this, uh, of this period, I think to a great extent, at least. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, you kind of alluded to it earlier, you know, it is, is the spirit of America gone? I, you know, I, obviously there's tons of nuance there. And I really think it depends on, what age cohort you look at, for example, sure. you know, you got guys, you know, your age, my age and, and older probably are, are looking at this, like we better, we better fix some stuff or we're going to lose it. You know, right. some version of that. And people, my kids age, you know, in their twenties or whatever, um, probably have a perspective like either it can't be lost because we've never known any kind of, they're too young. They're too young to understand what it was like when nine 11 happened. Sure. You know, that they're, they're, you know, they know of the, the great recession in 2007 to 2009. They know of right. that, but they were too young to really have any kind of hardship of that. So from their perspective, they might be wondering like, what's all the hubbub about? Like, okay. So like, you know, what, what's it mean for them? All they know is the rent's too expensive. And the groceries are too expensive. And, <laughs> And but they've not ever gone through a period as adults where they didn't have a job or didn't have yeah. an abundance of jobs to choose from or whatever. So right. from their perspective, they're probably wondering what you and I are bitching about all the time, honestly, right? Well, and I wonder, I, you know, I wonder. I I grew up in a in a patriotic household, right? I mean, yeah. so my dad, it's my dad's ninety sixth birthday today. So oh. my dad uh, was. Tell your dad um, I said happy birthday. I'll, I'll let him know. I'll let him know. I'll tell him about the podcast. He doesn't know what podcasts are, but I'm sure he'll be impressed. Yeah, um, but you, you know, you you think about about sort of that feeling of of patriotism that, and, and maybe it is an age. I I don't really. I don't think the patriotism is an age thing because I think there's always been people that believed in the notion of, of this country and believed in, in the sort of ideal of, of what it means to be an American. But I wonder, is it, is it possible that that is lost now? Is it possible that, um, that that's sort of passe? I mean, we've, I, we've got I a lot think of people complaining. Not about only it. is it passe, I think that the reason you and I had a belief of patriotism growing up is because we were taught that at home and in school. Sure. Uh, I think that, you know, my kids were exposed to that at home. Right. They were not taught that at school at all. Right. I was literally taught like side by side comparisons between capitalism and communism. I know my kids didn't get that. Right. I was, I was exposed to, horrific things that we've gone through in our country and victims of, you know, evil acts and, and evil people even. Right. And I was also shown um, how we emerged from that and became better because of that. I know my kids did not get the second half of that explanation. Sure. They got the explanation of all the things we did wrong and they, they did not get the, they were not exposed to, and here's how we were better at the end of all that. And sure. And while these things were horrific and these unspeakable acts of evil happen, at least we, we got better in this area. It, and, you know, I'm not saying that that's, it was worth it necessarily even, but, but 
we as a country got better because that part is absolutely left out of the education system now. Sure. Well, so so is is it just is it just a matter of education or is there something more to it? And and that's a, that's an open that's an honest question. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, <clears throat> when I think of when I think of um of uh, patriotism and why I think of the spirit of America as compared to, you know, other, you know, every country, people are proud of their country. I think, I mean, you know, I think there's plenty of, of Russians yeah. that are proud of Russia and there's, I think there's, there's yeah. plenty of people that are proud of, I know of, of plenty of people live. from Mexico that if you say they're Hispanic, they want to throat punch you and say, I'm Mexican. I'm very proud right. of being from Mexico. Yeah. And I think there's, I think that's probably true in every country. So I think there's a certain amount of, you know, in baked, uh, baked in sort of pride of, of, of what, of where you are and of, of who yeah. you are in the world. Um, I, I think that I don't know that in, in every country you go around and you, well, I mean, you've got a flag behind you. I got a flag behind me. I don't know that people in, in a lot of other countries have this kind of overt. And, and again, I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe somebody will tell us we're wrong. Um, I've yeah. been to a number of countries, but <clears throat> I, I, I haven't seen maybe France, maybe the French are, I don't know. Um, I, you know, I think, I think it's, I think it's selective, maybe more, you know, for example, when I see um, soccer matches in Europe, it's full of flags of whatever countries right. are playing. And when I yep. see, um, you know, those kind of sporting events, there's, there's patriotism. I, I don't know if people in Mexico have Mexican flags hanging on their walls the way that we do here. I don't yeah. know if if you drive through certain neighborhoods in Chile and see the Chilean flag on a on a mass on some houses or whatever. I, I don't I mean right. imagine you see them in government buildings everywhere. But how much people are devoted to that that on their own? I don't I don't know. I'm gonna guess that Germany didn't have a whole lot of that. Through the 40s, 50s, and 60s after World War II, yeah, probably not. I'm going to guess Japan didn't have. They probably had a lot of shame and embarrassment, uh, yeah. and uh, so I think that that ebbs and flows. I, I would think. I, I don't. I don't know. I I do know that. Like for for looking at it again from a 20 something year old's perspective, it's it's not. It's it's seen. I don't know if the word is not permissible. If that's the way to say it. It's seen well, it's as inappropriate. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, it depends. It depends on who your friends are. Like, you know, I, one of our kids, he only hangs with people who are, it would be not cool to say that you're not proud to be an American. I, yeah. I think, so I think, it, I think it depends for, for sure. Like everything in the world, of course. But, but I guess what I'm getting at is you can't, you can't be exposed to the, it, it's just common knowledge. I, I, you would have to be really, um, sheltered to not be aware of the border situation right now sure and and you can't be proud of something you're not interested in protecting right yeah absolutely so even if we said things like we're patriotic and we said things like we care about our country and we said things like we're proud of our 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 heritage or our country's progression which nobody is saying those two last two things, by the way. Nobody is saying we're proud of our heritage. Nobody is saying right. that they're proud of our progression. They right. were saying that when I was in school, like, again, sure, we went through bad things, but we, we, we still emerged and we were a bit better because of it. that stuff is not happening. But even if you were, you can't say that stuff and have anybody ex and ex have an expectation that kids are going to believe it when you're not willing to protect the thing that you say is so great. So I, I think that they, I would imagine they're just like, you guys are all just nuts. 
Well, so okay. Speaking of that, um, I have a little video, a snippet of a video I want to I want to show. Right. And let's talk about what um, just about ten or about fifteen twenty seconds. So uh, not terribly long, but um, and this was this was a concert that Charlie J- Charlie Daniels Band did a couple of weeks after nine eleven. So we're talking, you know, twenty uh, what twenty three years ago now. Twenty three years, um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Quite. It's hard to believe it's so long. Um, and, and they have an expression of what it means to be an American and what, uh, and basically what the song and the song, of course, came out in the, and I think it was like the, the eighties and it, the sort of antagonist in the song then was the Soviet Union. That was, yeah. you know, and in, right. in 9-11, it wasn't the Soviet Union anymore, but it was the, the principle is the same that, Hey, we're all Americans. In fact, the name of the song is in America. This is an official yeah. Charlie Daniels band. Uh, so I'm just going to play. I'm going to guess that came out in 1977. I don't know, but I'm going to guess 1977. All right. Well, if there's a prize and it's then you win it, but there's no prize. Okay. So all right. we'll, uh, uh, we'll, we'll, look we'll do there. this and, and then take a look at it and, uh, and talk about it for a moment. From the sound of Long Island, out of San Francisco Bay, and everything that's in between them is our home. Now we can be held in just a little bit, fighting amongst ourselves, but you outside people just best leave us alone. Cause we'll all stick together, and you take that to the bank. That's the cowboys and the hippies, and the rebels and the yanks. You just go and lay your hand on a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and I think you're gonna find me understand. So the question is, is is that spirit? You know, the we'll all stick together, and you can take that to the bank, whether it's the Cowboys or the Hippies or the Rebels or the Yanks. We've we've done a little bit of fighting amongst ourselves, yep. but you outside people best leave us alone. Is right. that? That to me, <clears throat> that to me is a spirit of, of, of a family. That's a kind of a family yeah. statement. It's like, yeah, my uncle might be crazy and I can call him crazy, but if you call him crazy, I'm going to punch you in the nose. Yeah. That's my you uncle. Know? <laughs> it's my, yeah, exactly. yeah, you don't mess with my uncle. Like I, yeah, yeah you're hundred percent right. That is, that is, um, we, we, we were, so I looked up that song was, came out in 1980. So I was wrong. You were right. Okay. No prize. Um, no prize. Um, so, I look at all this stuff kind of like a family, right? You, like you said, like you, we can have the, the weird aunt you only see at Christmas who has the crazy ideas and, and you know, what the conspiracy theories or the, the wackadoodle ideas or whatever. Fine. Okay. That, um, she's still my aunt and, you know, somebody else makes fun of her. Like you said, like, you don't get to do that. That's my people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because, because by making fun of my aunt, you're kind of making fun of me. Right. Right. And, and what I see now is is not that we're not a family. We're not. It, it's not even like I would. You know, some people would be embarrassed that you and I, for example, were relatives or something. It's not even that. It's that you and I must be eradicated. Not even like from the family, but just like period. Yeah. And that is just off the charts different than anything I've experienced before. So it's not yeah. even, again, I go back to the example of the Iranian revolution where the mother put the noose over her own son's neck. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is what we are experiencing now from some. Now, again, you and I would are still guys like you and I, and I don't mean guys like men, people like you and I are still hanging on to these ideas. Like I may disagree with you, but I'll fight to the death. Your, your ability right. to say what you want to say. And I think that there's, 
a dwindling number of people who are hanging on to that stuff for sure. Well, see, there's my question. That is my question. Uh, I don't know if I believe that or not. I mean, I, I certainly see what your point is, but I don't know if I believe in this. This is an open question for me. Th- whether the bulk of people <clears throat> who are just going about their lives, who are just, you know, going to work and they're in the unions or they're a school teacher or they're a, a plumber or a electrician or whatever they're doing. I don't, I wonder if, I don't know if the bulk of those people would look at this and say, yeah, that's, that's what it means to be an American. And yeah, we've, you know, there's, there's the people on my side and there's the, the AOCs of the world and we disagree wholeheartedly. And, uh, but, you know, she's my nut burger, not yours. So leave her alone. Um, yeah. I, and I, I don't in, you know, if you, so here's, here's my proposition with that. You know, we've had times, um, you know, we've, we've had riots in this country during, you know, the last 10, 15 years. Uh, yeah. but there were also in the sixties, you know, they're burning down cities in the sixties too. There were some, yeah pretty heavy duty riots in the sixties, but yet we came together against a common enemy in the Soviet union, um, for the bulk of my, you know, early life. Um, we did that for, you know, what about, we were talking before we started, but two, three, four, five years after nine 11. Um, and then we get to fighting amongst ourselves again. And so is it that <clears throat> is this time all that much different? And I'm the, the aspirational part of me, uh, says the, that that we will in the end come together again like we have before like you did i mean you know in the civil war we're we're killing each other six hundred thousand people killing each other but we came together afterwards right so there's yeah i have zero doubt that that seven years from now we will be as united as we've ever been what i'm not sure about is we'll be united as a socialist or communist country or we'll be we'll be united as a a country that you and i would recognize i don't know that I do believe we'll be united because these these things do happen in spurts and there's a victor yes. and there's yep. there's people who win and those people get a right history. I think you said two crucial things that explain part of the waning uh, amount of American spirit or patriotism or whatever you want to call it, which is right. when in the 60s we had a we had a, a enemy which was communism. Yes. It was less than 20 years prior to the 60s when all those riots were happening that people were very well aware that tens of millions of people had been killed in the right. name of communism. Yep. Now, if you were to ask your average 22-year-old kid today or 25-year-old kid today, how many people were killed because of communism and how long ago was it? Sure. I would. I don't know. I have no mathematical way to, to back this up, but my hunch is – most of them would have no idea the scale in which it happened. None yep. of them would attribute the actual deaths that were due to communism to yep. communism. Yep. And they would think it was like a, a, a land far, you know, like Star Wars, a long time ago in a galaxy <laughs> far, far, far away. Far away, yeah. I, I don't – so in the 60s, even though, yeah, we had some some real infighting amongst ourselves, but relative to the the – the calamitous deaths that were happening on the scale they were happening, our infighting sure. seemed pretty minor. Yeah. And the, and the much greater foe was these communist people who would say really flowery, lovely things, but they were completely a wolf in sheep's clothing. And everybody knew that because we had perspective. We, and and yeah. it was not hidden. It was, it was reported on and it was grotesque and, 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 you couldn't get away from it. Like everybody knew. And then same thing 
uh, fast forwarding to, I think your other example was nine 11 or, or yeah. um, that was, again, this was one of those moments where it was 23 years ago. I could tell you exactly what my morning was like that morning. Yeah, it was a random you. Tuesday. Yep. I, there's uh, the Tuesday before that and the Tuesday after that. Couldn't tell you what was happening. I, I know my exact morning routine Yep. by the quarter hour, that entire morning until about noon, our time. Yeah. That that was meaningful, and it was like, yep. holy shit, these people are coming to hurt us, and and yep. we better put our our tiffs aside because we got a much bigger problem. And I think that much bigger problem is a piece that is a piece that's missing today. Is the kids don't have kids? Like I'm I'm not like that old, but the okay, kids Bob. don't have yeah the kids don't have that much much bigger problem for perspective. All they know is what they've been told by teachers and peers and the news and TikTok and all these things is that guys like you and I are the bad are the problem. Well, and you know, so I think they have, they don't have a, a national much bigger problem. They've got them. They've got much bigger problems that don't unite us as a nation, but divide us right. as a nation. In other words, so like yeah. the much bigger problem <clears throat> would be like global warming. Right. And, right. Oh, and we're uniquely guilty. And in fact, it, it's, it's a divisive problem. We're uniquely guilty because we have the, the most cars and, and all this stuff. Same with slavery. Um, we're uniquely guilty because from their perspective, Nobody else did that. It was right. like we, like us in England, invented that. You know, like a couple hundred years ago. Like we, exactly. you know, and it, it, we laugh. But I, I, again, I would be willing to bet a substantial yeah. amount of money if you ask a ten thousand eighteen year old kids who invented slavery, they would either say England or the United States. Yeah, no, you're right. They 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 wouldn't they wouldn't realize that it was a feature of every uh, a sin of every single nation yeah. that's ever existed on the face of the earth for 20,000 so, so years. I agree with you. Those those kinds of threats that you're describing, those kinds of problems that you're describing are the bigger problems. First of all, they're they're wholly inaccurate. Yeah. Second of all, they are they are specific to us. And we are the problem, not they are the problem. So it's an anti-patriotism. I, I think so. I, and and the the yes, and the part I don't understand as well as I would like, because the answer is there's probably no good answer. I don't know how much of that anti-patriotism is is planned, and how much is just is just accidental because people just yeah. go along to get along, or or they get bribed, or they get. You know, they, their wife doesn't like it when they say things that are unpopular at the dinner parties and stuff. I I don't know how much of it is yeah. because just because people are or lazy or lack the courage or you know it's again you know, we we have nimbyism in America is a huge problem where it's just like it's right. not our problem until it is like we don't we don't worry about stuff until it directly affects us and whatever and how much of it is like you know the 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 Belt and Road Initiative unfolding and the yeah. the thing that that Yuri Bezmenov talked about in 1983 like this is the Soviet Union's plan and he walked us through for an hour and a half right. and what do you know 40 <laughs> years later everything that he talked about is happening like yeah exactly as he said so I, that's the part where i don't understand is how much of it is intentional it seems like it's a pretty large scale um conspiracy to pull off <laughs> on the yeah. other hand they're also like telling us right out in the open what they're doing and so it's not that big of a conspiracy because they're they're proudly talking about how the kids are going to be the kids are the property of the state not the parents and like things like that are being said routinely now and and so i i i i think there will become i think there'll become a problem well historically there's always been a problem big enough to you to divide us down the middle 
Yes. <laughs> and then there's a victor and the, the, there's a winner and loser. Now, the exception has been World War II because there was outside interference that that preempted the communism fight in America that we would have seen otherwise that was seen in other countries. Yeah. It was preempted by Pearl Harbor. Right. Well, and, and so I, I think I think to, to your first I want to address both those points. So <clears throat> to to your first point, is it is it just what happens or is it is it a grand conspiracy? I mean, I hate to use the word, but but is it yeah. or or what is well, so I think one of the things we have to look at is whenever there's a big prize on the table and we are the biggest economy in the world, we're the most powerful yeah. country that earth has ever seen. So there's a huge, huge prize on the table. And so therefore <clears throat> it's got to be both. It's got to be whatever power and money interests exist nationally, internationally. Um, you know, they're, they gravitate towards power. They gravitate towards, towards control, uh, because that's yep. how you get more power and control. So, so in, it, it's not a conspiracy, and, in the and, sense they, and they alter the criteria by which success is measured. Yes, exactly, exactly. In order to gain more control, in order to gain status, control, money, power, money, influence, all, all of blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, so there's that. There's all of that, and then there's the, and the, so that's the that's obviously what people plan to do. What people with with you know bad intentions plan yeah. to do. Um, <clears throat> but on the flip side of that, what you have is you've got a disunited America because of lack of 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 memory of anything. I mean, most you know you got to be at least uh, in your mid twenties to have any recollection of nine eleven at this point. Yeah. So let alone the Cold War or World War Two or Vietnam or Korea yep. or any of those types of things. So then there's then there's a lack of a uniting bad memory. And so isn't that fascinating? Right. Do you have to have some kind of uniting bad memory, uniting um, principle of we're not invincible and this great stuff that we enjoy is not ours by birthright, is not ours by the yeah. fact that we exist. So it's those two things together. Pair those things together. And 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 also I was I would suggest also factoring in it has to be recent enough we can't convince ourselves we've evolved past that. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, exactly. Because every time around, I mean the League of Nations after yeah. you know World War One, we we've moved past oh, oh, the war to end all wars, don't forget. War to end all wars. We've <laughs> we've proclaimed this. Obama proclaimed yeah. that a while back. When, well when <clears throat> when uh, the Russians invaded Crimea, well they they're just unenlightened rubes. They they can't yeah. do this twenty first century. We move beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's severity. It's proximity. Yes, recency. It's, yes. Uh, recency, as far as like being recent enough to that we can't say, well, it was fifty years ago. We're smarter than that now, which right. is a lot of what we're saying. And I would disagree. I don't think I don't right. think we've evolved that much in fifty years to become to be able to outgrow things like greed and desire for power and and corruption and all. I, I don't think we've made a whole lot of progress on that since right. since uh, nineteen forty four. Honestly. <laughs> well, so if those things are all true, and I'm, and and they and they are, I mean, I think they're historically demonstrably. I, I don't think you can argue with. It. I don't think you can call us conspiracy right. theorists to say, you know, any of the things we just said. Those things all being true and have always been true. I think then you can go back through through the history and say that 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 American spirit is dormant but not dead. And that it's I would agree dormant with, yes. in the majority. I would. It's probably dormant in the majority, and it's also dormant in the majority because of <clears throat> how unpopular. You know, what there was a. You probably saw the the recent um, 
uh, tirade that somebody did on MSNBC about, about the great threat is Christian nationalism. Did you see that yes. one? Oh, and yeah. so this idea that, you know, it's not that we have, uh, you know, millions of people flooding across the southern border and, and thousands or tens of thousands of, I mean, uh, of, of people doing evil things that have come into this country right. uh, or potentially doing, you know, terrorist watch list. It's not that we've got people all around the world that are, are arming up and, and preparing for uh, to invade our neighbors and our friends. No, it's those church going people with, uh, with patriotism. guns and Bibles that are church going people with patriotism. Yes. They're, they're, the they're the ones that are, they're the big problem. And so yeah. if, if patriotism, if, if it were, dead and buried and, and not coming back, then you wouldn't have these people uh, making those proclamations that want power right. for themselves because they're and afraid I, of it. Yeah. And, and I do feel like, you know, in this moment, which I didn't feel a year ago, I do feel like the pendulum is starting to swing the other way. People yeah. are starting to say, you're going to call me names no matter what. So screw you. Right. I might as well tell you what I think. Because right. if I don't go along to the letter to your, 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 what I would call and you would call fringe ideas right. about you must allow eight-year-olds to cut off their penises. Otherwise right. you're a bad person. Yeah. If you don't go along and lockstep with that stuff, you're a racist and you're a xenophobe and you're a blah, blah, you're a phobophobe, right. you're whatever you are, right? You're all, you're all these phobes, right? Right. Well, I think people just got, have gotten tired of that. And like, screw you. You're yeah. going to call me names no matter what. I might as well tell you what I think. And, right. and by the way, inflation's going bananas and people are coming over here to our country and, and doing dastardly things, even though you won't talk about it. And even if it's, if that's not happening on a large scale yet, it, there is a, there is a finite number of people that can, can live here <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and not have us all living just like places we don't want to live. Like if I wanted to live in Sudan, I would move to Sudan. I don't want to live like that. Right. <laughs> and if people in Sudan want to live like us, they should do what we do. <laughs> right. And, and not like come here and, and, and just try to, you know, elbow us out of the way. And, 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 and specifically now the, I think what's driving part of the change is people are seeing video of these Ill illegal immigrants coming here, bragging about the benefits yeah. they're getting. And they kind of have this screw you attitude. Right. And there's people who are, you know, now inflation is bad enough and rents are high enough and wages are not gone up enough. And they're like, there's people who are beginning to experience what you, you experience at the tail end of these, you know, these long bull cycles of the economy and things like that, where right. things are starting to get unpleasant for enough people. Again, nimbyism, people are starting to have personal negative outcomes. Right. At the same time, these illegal immigrants are like flashing the middle finger at us and, and mocking us for coming over and having children here. And like they, they get X dollars and they don't, they get free medical and they don't have to work. And people who are working two jobs are getting tired of that shit. And they're like, you know, enough of it. And and I think another another um indicator of that is the collapse of the of institutional media. Um yeah. so because I mean so when when the narrative is controlled by the few, the the New right. York Times and it institutional media across the board is collapsing because people are are not 
just submitting their brains, putting it, you know, in the, in the bucket of, of, of networks and of big newspapers anymore. I mean, they're all laying people off. Uh, the LA Times laid a bunch of people off the, you know, so across the board, even big, even big tech has laid a bunch of people off. And then yeah. you've got the rise of alternative. I mean, you know, when, whenever you have alternative media, of course, people who are the, in, in the know and in power don't like that because they don't control it. And so therefore they call, you know, guys like you and I that are, are podcasting or, or people that are commenting on X or, or Elon Musk or anybody else, uh, dangerous yeah. to society. So that all to me says that they realize that they're, uh, they, I hate they, that, but yeah, <laughs> because then, then, who's then they, you, as my aunt used to always yeah, who's say, they? it's the, the, it's, it's, it's the great conspiracy. <laughs> the, um, whenever, whenever, um, whenever that kind of tide is turning, I think that there is, there is a resurgence in this patriotic ideal, in this ideal yeah. of we're Americans and we have a, a God given, say it that way, God. So now yeah. I just labeled myself as a Christian nationalist. By, I well, guess. You, the, the Constitution or the Declaration of Intimates says by our creator. So yeah, it you, can, you can default that and make it a little less religious if you want. Yeah, that's right. So the, those things rising, then I think gives rise to that that kind of American patriotic yeah. spirit once again. I, I think that one of the things that is probably underestimated it by the people, again, I agree with you 100% that a lot of this is accidental and a lot of this is planned. I, there's no question yeah. that there's countries who would benefit tremendously if there wasn't this beacon of light known as the United States for people to aspire to. Right. That That raises the bar substantially for the, the type of lifestyle people are going to yearn for. And right. if we didn't have a United States, the people who live in Sudan or whatever, who have these dictators or what, I don't know what kind of government Sudan has, but these places that are, have, you know, tribalistic or dictators running the country or whatever. Uh, if there's no United States, there's nothing to say how bad their life is. Cause there's nothing to compare it to. Right. right? Or yeah. a much lower standard to compare it to. So, so getting us out of, of first place, makes a lot of people's lives easier who want a lot of power across right. the globe. I do believe that that's a factor for sure. And I also believe that people here are lazy or scared or uninformed or just want to go along to get along or a bribe or corrupted. Like there's a whole myriad of things that are going right. along. That's just happenstance. I think right. all those things are probably happening at one time, which is why I say it's, it's too hard of a question for me to, to answer. Right. The thing I think that the, that is underestimated for you and I probably now and yeah. people who do have this kind of uh, will for this the uh, for America to fall is that unlike other places, the the stakes are much higher for us. Nobody else has a, a freedom of speech written into their con constitution. Right. Nobody has that. Yeah. Nobody has an ex a real life experience. Where you could say, I think the president is a blankety, 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 blank, and not go to prison for that. <laughs> and and when that goes away, and it will, it, or it will be attempted at least. Sure. The stakes of that going away are much different than the Sudanese person who's going to have, you know, three goats instead of four. <laughs> or one sure. goat instead of three or whatever. It's the the... The uh, the depth that people will go and the and the reserve energy they will have to fight to retain that and give it to their children once it's realized, I think is a lot higher than 
the Roman soldier who was just told to go stand in the line and yep. shoot at the people yep. or you, with the sword, not shoot people, but go have the sword fight with the people because your king commanded it. Well, okay, right. there's a certain level of give a shit you'll have in doing that. Right. That's different when you're giving up the things that you and I have experienced firsthand. Yeah, and 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 when you know you've got you've got 200 years of of history, 230, 50 years, whatever it is, uh, of history behind you that says that that the way that we live is possible, it can happen and yeah. and there's benefits to it and it's worth fighting for. So I, right. I think I think all of that is is very is very true and and, and that's where I Again, it it says to me that there's a dormancy that happens that's happening. I think that's right a good way of putting it. I think that's fair. I think that's that's and and I've I've sort of convinced myself of that through this conversation today. So it's, <laughs> that's good. At least one of us is bought into that's perfect, right? Well, <laughs> and, and the other and here's the other part of that. Then, so what that means, and this will be easily uh, easily misinterpreted by people who want to misinterpret it. What that means is we need a good crisis. We need a, in, order, in order to really bring it to the fore to regenerate yeah. the 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 American spirit, uh, and we're going right. to get it. We're going to get it. <clears throat> yeah. No. I, there's. There, it'll be something. If it's not another pandemic or an economic crash, it'll be a war, or civil war. It'll be. It'll be something. And again, I I agree with you. I we're not. I'm not rooting for it. No. I'm. I'm dreadful of it more yeah. and more all the time for sure. But. Neil Howe, who wrote the book, The Fourth Turning and Generations and The Fourth Turning is Here, who's done, you know, a million X times the research you and oh, I yeah. will ever do on this topic. Like he's 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 probably the authority on this topic yeah. or one of the top five in the world for sure. I I really appreciate the way he talks about it, which is if you're in a crummy marriage and you and you have to go through a divorce at the end of that, you will likely say something like, I'm so glad I went through that. Because my life is so much better now. And if somebody right. said, would you want to do it again? Hell no, I wouldn't no. want to do it again. <laughs> exactly. But I'm so glad I went through it this time because yeah. it was necessary. My life would have been miserable without it. And if you look at over the course of 80 years-ish, again, long enough for current generations to not have memory that's recent enough, urgent yeah. enough, close enough, meaningful enough to indicate or to remind them of why these things must be avoided – all that stuff is distant memory. It's past generation, past generations. It's it's those rubes. We've outgrown it. It'll never happen to us. We're smarter. We're more sophisticated. We have better systems. Blah 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 blah. That coupled with the institutions that were established coming out of the last crisis have been bastardized and corrupted. And and if you look at institutions now, like you and I first when we first started doing this, we talked about like name an institution that's that's functioning well. <laughs> It'd be a short podcast. <laughs> there, there are none. No. The, the legal system's a joke. The education system's a joke. The pensions are all a joke. The social security is a joke. Like anything that was established back then is falling apart, or yeah. is corrupted, or bastardized, or is serving different masters now. Like we, we had things that were put in place to to serve the public, and those things are being used against the public yeah. now. And like all these things have been manipulated and corrupted and bastardized and band aided and whatever. And they're dysfunctional. And so, <laughs> again, we have nimbyism. We kick it down the they kick the can down the road as long as we can. And one day we can't kick it any further. And like, well, shit, well, now we have to deal with it. So I guess we roll up our sleeves and deal with it. That's 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 a very American way to do things. <laughs> well, it is. It's also that that whole process you're describing there is 
is kind of how it works in nature as well. So right. in, in, in a forest, if you don't have a forest fire in a forest periodically, then nothing grows. You know, you don't have the giant redwoods. You know, you've, you've right. had you, throughout nature, there's this life and death and, and destruction and creativity process that just spins like a wheel going on down the road. So you, you, we, we tend to convince ourselves that because we're so smart and because we're so uh, advanced and we've got this technology and all this stuff, our, our culture and our society is going to just be on this constant upward path. <clears throat> but the right. reality of it is that it, it's growth. It's three steps forward, two steps back over and over and oh, over again. You know, That's and how now, like, Tony Robbins, who's a, a famous guy now, he's he I've seen him on TV and he's you know got a new book he's promoting, whatever. He talks about the seasons, you know, yeah. you, you can't be in spring and summer all the time. <laughs> yeah. just, that's not how it works. So there's a fall and a winter, too. And people talk, you know, there's there's famous, you know, cliche quotes that are you can't appreciate the good times if you don't go through the bad times. Yeah. And and if you don't ever have to draw upon, you know, the 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 energy and the will to get through the hard times, how would you have any measure for how good you are? There's all kinds of things that talk about this in life and in nature, in marriages, in households, in families like this is the human experience. This is this is what and it I is. And and go ahead. And I think that that also then to to our topic today of of like is the American spirit dead is or patriotism dead all of that I think that goes to that as well I think it goes to yeah, sure. if if there's if there is a if there is something good in and if there's a a stream of strength in the American spirit that's caused us to be the where, where we're at now I I would the proposition that I would I would put forth to and I I've done this a lot in, in debates is that it's that spirit. That's that the American spirit that's caused us to be the greatest economy, greatest military, greatest, you know, uh, inventor of things that's ever existed on the earth. If that is the right. case, if that spirit is the thing that's caught. And, and by that, I mean, you know, the, all of the things the founders identified what Lincoln's talking about, et cetera, even what Charlie Daniels is talking about. If all yeah. if those are the things that kind of underlying spirit, that's really the strength of what's created a great nation, then the creative destruction that challenges that spirit is necessary for it to become greater still or better. Well, than and, here's, and here's where you are probably a little more optimistic than me. And, and here's how, like, if you were alive in 1928, there was no way you could imagine what this country looked like in 1948. There's just, no. there's just no way. It was no. it was mechanized on a scale that you just you probably couldn't wrap your head around. Right. And go back before the prior to the prior time. If you were alive in in 1852, you can I mean you can't imagine what it would look like in 1876. It was just it right. was a, it was a different kind of country. Now we lose sight of that because the the increments of growth back then were smaller than what we see now. Right. Technology is going ever faster, et cetera. Et cetera. So I had no doubt that you and I would not will not be able to predict what our country will look like in Correct. 20 years. It'll be yeah. off the charts more technologically advanced right. and evolved in ways that you and I will not even be able to put our finger on. I I I believe that hundred percent. I also know that looking at places like China, when they went through their cultural revolution, they just stopped talking about the things that they didn't like. <laughs> and so I agree that there will be a perception of a, a, a renewed American spirit. I am fully in belief of that. Yeah. Whether or not that American spirit will represent what you and I call American spirit today, that part I'm very suspect about because yeah. China has 
nationalism and patriotism, they might call it, whatever their word for that is, yeah. off the charts today that in no way represents what people were patriotic about China in 1952. Right. It's just the criteria by which they determine what is patriotism is couldn't be more different. But sure. they are they are they have a you know they, they're very proud to be Chinese just yeah. for different reasons. So I think that the the American spirit will be people will be very proud of that. But it it may very it's certainly possible that that the values you and I have will be squashed and the American spirit that they celebrate is by defeating idiots like me and you. It's it's possible. However, I think that this goes back to something we've talked about in previous shows, and that is that reality always wins. And so if you take a look, for instance, at the false beliefs that in, in Mao's time, in Chairman Mao's time, right. um, that permeated and, and, and held them back, they had to adopt some of our now, they didn't adopt all of them because obviously they're a dictatorship right, right now, <clears throat> but they had to adopt certain, um, you know, free market and or freer market kinds of principles. So if the things that caused America to be great were certain principles of freedom and individuality and, and, um, uh, ultimately, uh, a, a country that allows for personal growth, if that's indeed the case, then, um, it's likely that we would return to those pieces once again. So, because again, reality always wins. And so, and they're finding that now that with, with in, in China in particular, the government has a, a significant, uh, problem on their hands because they're, um, because they've intervened in the economy in ways that just don't work. So then the question is, uh, how does, uh, what's this new form of patriotism that will emerge look like? And I agree with you that it's probably not a carbon copy of what we know and what we've, uh, experienced. So, you know, in, in the books, in the book we've been talking about, um, Neil Howe talks about the, this idea of a, a second, a third, a fourth American Republic that emerged out of the crisis era. So in each time, what emerged out of that was not the same thing. It's not just a a rehash of the same thing. So I think what will emerge out of that is, is going to be different than, than perhaps we've experienced. But here's the other part of that, that what gives me hope about that, as I said a few minutes ago, was that it, reality always wins. So the success principles that creates a, a long-term, um, uh, a longer-term workable environment do assert themselves. So um, call it, you might call it social Darwinism or something. It's not probably exactly that, but the idea of survival of the fittest. So there's there's certain aspects of patriotism <clears throat> that that cause success to happen and have throughout all of American history. Now, the the actual expression of those things changed from 1776 to you know 18 you know 52 to 1928. So it, some of those things have changed, but there's a, a constant thread of those things that that it just works. It's just yeah. stuff that works and has caused that expansion to be upward and to the right, even if the kind of the form of it looks a little bit different. So I, so for that reason, I don't think that, that it's likely. Now I, I don't foreclose the possibility that it could 
be, I could be wrong about this, but I sure. don't think it's likely that we end up with the unity of the, um, <clears throat> of the of the communist you know uh regime i think it it thoroughly it is it is completely possible that we do end up with an empire i mean i mean we've we've got a functional empire functionally speaking right now we have an empire i mean you yeah. know we're we're everywhere in the world we're you know multiple times the the military strength of anybody else that, that exists in the world even even china although they're up and coming to be sure so but we do have a hegemony a, a hegemonic empire even if we don't have an emperor even if we have you know our 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 political system so so but there's there's we could have a patriotic empire uh in this next go around that is that maintains a number of the f- principles of freedom that exist now so so and and I don't want an empire. I, I want us to remain a republic. But Rome spent yeah. most of its its existence as an empire and not a republic. So it's possible yeah. that we end up in that same I, way too. Yeah, I think there's a. I, I certainly listen. I'm certainly pulling for us to emerge from this with you know flags waving and and yeah. you know you and I saying well it really sucked a lot but but we've grown some we were better because of it i i of yeah. course that's what i'm i'm hoping for there's no question that that's that would be my aim for sure right uh there's two things that worry me though one is technology technology is is moving you know at a much faster pace than our capabilities and and for it's sure. not inconceivable to me to to imagine a world where a thousand people had access to enough technology to keep the rest of the population of the 8 billion people at bay. That that's yeah. not like a stretch for me by any stretch. Sure. sure. Um, the other thing that, that I got to keep, I keep reminding myself of, unfortunately is the United States of America is the anomaly in history. Yeah, true. Yeah. We, we are less than 1%. If you look at all the lives lived and put them all and mash them all together you know, whatever the math is, 1%, 3%, 5%, half percent, whatever it is, small. a very small, infinitesimal percentage of the overall lived experience on this planet has in, has enjoyed the kind of freedom that we have in our short yeah. 250 years. It's true. Yeah. We are the anomaly. We are not the norm. And it's so when I, when I mash those two things together, I say, well, I agree with you, Dave. I would love to imagine that patriotism will, re, will emerge from that. And we are the tip of the spear of what will be for generations and thousands of years yeah. to follow us. It's just, it's not enough length of time to give me that kind of confidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. My, my, my aspiration is not one that is, uh, you know, I can, I can in any way guarantee because, because, because everything you said is just now is, is absolutely true. Right. Um, the, the question is whether the advances of this way of doing, doing a country, you know, uh, to Lincoln's quote, can it long endure? You know, right. uh, it, are the advances substantial enough that they endure from a, just a, a sheer, this works kind of scenario? Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I, I, I do come the, the operating system of the universe. The things that work best in the operating system of the universe are the things that will ultimately long endure. Now, <clears throat> it's also possible in in the grand scope of things. So the, the Soviet Union was in historically speaking, a very bad idea, but it's a very bad idea that persisted for 70 years. Right. So, you know, 
bad ideas, unfortunately, you know, there's a principle in business, you know, well, uh, if you're going to fail, fail fast, right? Right. It's yeah. The, the, the things we want to do in life, if they're, if they're, if they're horrible ideas, we hope they, they pass very quickly and we can move on yeah. to the good stuff. The, um, unfortunately that doesn't always work. It, in fact, it rarely works in, in large, you know, national things. Failure tends yeah. to be slow 100%. and then disastrous. 100%. I could totally see a scenario where, uh, again, the guys like who think like you and I are kind of mitigated, we'll say, yeah. to put it nicely. <laughs> and then the next American, uh, what, what's Neil Howe called? The, the, the kind of the, 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 the next Republic, the new American the next Republic. American Republic yeah. is one that is more socialist and is more communist. Yeah. And then at the next crisis after that, they go, this really sucked. We should go back to what we had before. And yeah. I can totally see that happening. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think like, you know, 4,000 years from now, there'll be, you know, what we had now will be much more the model than what, you know, yeah. communist China has or, or Stalin's Russia. I, I, right. I, I just, I, I am that kind of optimism in the long term. In the short term, I'm a little more skeptical. Not, not that I'm hoping for bad things. That's why right. it's, uh, you know, you and I have talked about this. We're, we're reluctant to talk about this because it sounds like we're rooting for this bad stuff to happen. Right. That's yeah. absolutely not the case. No. But I also don't want to be, you know, have my head in the sand and pretend like it's going to just wash over us and we're somehow going to be immune because history has said that that's not how it works. Right. You have to hope for the best and prepare for the worst. Prepare for the and worst. That's just, you know, risk. You, you got to, got to manage your risk, whether it's your money or yeah. your country. And that's right. just the, the reality of a smart plan. Yeah. Well, and I hope that that's, uh, what comes through as you and I talk about this for Kenny G and yeah. for people, our contemporaries, you know, listen is, is that in no way am I hoping for any of this stuff. I, no. I wish we would go back like overnight to 1998 and how things were then, or, <laughs> or when Charlie Daniels was like in 2006, how, things were fantastic. There was a patriotism off the charts still especially yeah. relative to today in 2006, because nine 11 was fresh in our minds and we right. did unify in large cases. Again, there's always exceptions, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. by and large, we were as unified as I had ever seen us right. for sure. Yeah. And I, I would love to go back to that like tomorrow and, and, yep. and get rid of all this stuff that we're seeing. That's, doesn't the, the universe doesn't seem to care about my opinion on that. So. <laughs> I've experienced that too. So I'm going to launch a formal uh, grievance about that. And there's going to be an investigation and there will be consequences and repercussions at some point. Oh, but right. Today, yeah, that's not, that's not how for it you. is. Yeah. Let me know how that goes for you. <laughs> All right. Well, Hey, that's a good place to wrap it up. Uh, as we always say, uh, hope for the best and plan for the worst, right? Yep. Uh, don't forget, uh, you can go check us out at unsilentpodcast.com. A great place to leave a comment if you want to tell us how how we got it right, of course. Or if you somehow want to tell us we got it wrong, that's okay, too. There's a great place to leave a comment on Rumble. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty, so hopefully that didn't ruin it too much for you and, and you're able to, to get through that. Um, uh, so we, we have... Uh, we're at the mercy of technology like everybody else, right, Dave? <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> Anyhow, that's uh, that's it for Dave and Brian, and uh, we'll talk to you all next week. See you next week. Do you want to be on silent? Make your voice heard on our social media channels and share where you think we got it right or wrong. Go to unsilentpodcast.com for social links so you can join the discussion. 